Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. One of the areas, one of the most uh, easily visible areas of uh, what's happening with our finances is concerned and our taxation system and uh, Canadians' wallets is at the gas station, the gas pumps across the country. It has now gotten to be extremely expensive to drive. It's going to get more expensive. And, uh, you know, people keep telling me, well, you know, if the carbon tax is lowered, it's not going to make that much difference. Yes, it will. Uh, We have the province of Alberta where Premier Kenny has uh, removed that 13 cents, uh, 13 cents provincial tax. Mr. Trudeau, though, is intent on driving the carbon tax up. It's going to go triple over the next eight years. I believe I have that correctly. Uh, my guest will tell me if I'm wrong. And uh, reducing the gas price would only help Canadians because right now it is damned expensive. And I just had a 1,500-kilometer trip planned and canceled it because the gasoline was going to be $400 plus. And I guess ultimately that's what the government wants. They want us out of our vehicles. They don't want us driving unless you have an EV. And then they'll give you a $5,000 subsidy, but most people in this country can't afford a $60,000 vehicle. Anyhow, Dan McTagg is the founder and president of Canadians for Affordable Energy. He's also a former Liberal Member of Parliament, 18 years, was a parliamentary secretary, gets how the government works. So, (laughs) I don't know where to start. Dan, why don't you start us off? Well, let me ask you this. What are the highest gas prices across Canada and where? At uh, Vancouver. Uh, $2.22.9. So, uh, you know, almost uh, two and a quarter cents uh, a litre for uh, what uh, once uh, would have been uh, numbers we might have been more accustomed to in gallonage. Uh, so that's high. Uh, Victoria's not far behind, heading to 219. Uh, Newfoundland, 209. Uh, Montreal, 206.9. And of course, here in Toronto, 199.9. Uh, only the Western provinces. You know, that's almost an insult. A dollar ninety nine point nine. What do you got to complain about? It's not two dollars. <laughs> exactly. No, I think uh, no one wants to be the first one to go across the finish line. And some uh, would like to copy my predictions uh, on other stations. Uh, I thought it was going to be over two, but uh, precision and accuracy is important. As it was, Roy, this time last year, and two years, and four years ago, when I predicted quite accurately that we would see these prices move to this range and. Uh, Canadians were oblivious to it, uh, happy to cheer on, uh, you know, a green policies uh, that were without consequence, apparently, and completely ignored uh, the warnings. So here we are, and it's about to get a lot more expensive. Can I say that again? It is going to get more expensive, uh, simply because unless Vladimir Putin makes a decision tomorrow on Victory Day, May 9th, in Russia, or whatever time that should be, uh, to withdraw troops. I don't see this resolving itself, and uh, there's going to continue to be this fundamental problem of Canada not being able to step up to the plate because you have a government in Ottawa that tripped it before it got to the plate by killing not one, 
not two, but uh, spiking several other pipelines, making it almost impossible for anybody to want to invest in Canada. Hence, a weak loony and why you're spending an extra 30 cents as a result. All right. So let me ask you to do this for us. You have uh, the people of the country who feel very strongly about green policies and have great concern about climate change. And there's still the uh, the message that the world's going to end in 10 years or 12 years. At least we'll be in, in a dramatically difficult situation if we don't take the steps that the uh, IPPC says we must take and Mr. Trudeau says we must take. So if, if you have these tremendous concerns and are losing sleep, people are, over the issue of climate. And then we bring into the discussion, into the debate, the, the whole issue of carbon taxation. Can you reconcile that for us, Dan? How How significantly... Uh, is carbon taxation uh, causing the price of gasoline to spike? And how significantly is that carbon tax actually helping battle climate change? Well, the politics and economics of extremism never works for any country, including Canada. And uh, you know, d- going double uh, or triple downing on the idea that you have a carbon tax or regulation that could choke off uh, the most important uh, product that we have globally, that is oil, in a country that probably produces it more cleanly and ethically than any other nation on the face of this planet is a little bit of a uh, an example of what extremism can do. Look, if the federal government thinks that 50 cents a liter, uh, 50 cents, 50 dollars a ton, which is about 12 and a half cents a liter for gasoline and 50 and 15 cents for diesel, multiplying that by 3.6 times. So in other words, gasoline taxes will go to about 40 cents a liter uh, on carbon alone. And uh, for diesel, about 55 cents. And then a clean fuel standard over and above that, another 16, 17 cents. If the government believes that $2.50 a liter is the way in which to move ahead and uh, somehow encourage real polluting nations or nations that are using more CO2, and we have that debate about that, is the way to go about by punishing Canadians. Um, Well, frankly, I think those people don't deserve to be making any public decisions, especially since they're based on such extremism. And, and we know that in Europe, pipelines are going into operation. One's going to go in operation between Greece and uh, Bulgaria in a few weeks' time. Another one's going to be starting in a matter of very short period. We have pipelines and pipeline extensions being built in uh, in Europe. Italy's making a deal for natural gas, liquid natural gas, with Azerbaijan, Algeria, um, and, and two other countries. I can't remember which ones they are. But certainly, one of them is in Canada. We we have we have the we have the the natural gas. We could export it. Germany is going to look at building some uh, terminals for importation of liquid natural gas on their coastlines. We can't export it because we don't have again we don't have the facilities to do so on our on our ocean front. So um, it's going to be sold. It's going to be used globally. So we could sell it, and as you said, ethically produced, and it could deliver significantly huge amounts of money into our national coffers and help pay for health care, help pay for social programs, and yeah, yeah. I could go on. But anyway. Yeah, and we're the only country in the world that's actually gone down and, and reduced methane, reduced uh, NOx, uh, and, uh, nitrogen, and nitrogen oxide, uh, you know, sulfur dioxide. We are one of the few countries in the world that's actually met the challenge, and we do produce clean energy. But not that Canadian and the wokesters out there would actually give us credit for it. it, it, it the ignorance in this country uh, in towards what we have done to improve is, is, is frankly, uh, you know, uh, appalling. But more importantly, uh, it's that same ignorance that uh, let people think that uh, they could vote for parties 
committed to these kind of ridiculous goals that are now about to destroy uh, affordability in this country and their you know their dream of uh, of prosperity. Yeah, I you know when I canceled that trip, it's four hundred dollars for gasoline for yeah fifteen hundred kilometers. It's ridiculous. When I canceled the trip, I thought, okay, so that's just me canceling one one driving vacation. But all along the line on that trip, there were going to be uh, stores, yep, restaurants, yep. a whole couple of hotels, a golf course. Going to make some money? They're not going to make that money now. They won't see it because we're not going. Well, average family's not paying two thousand bucks more a year than they did last year, and you can't blame this on COVID. We we're buck twenty-four a liter average in Canada. We're going to two dollars a liter for someone trying to get from point A to point B with their minivan, fifty liters a week. That's not a lot, uh, even with the most efficient of vehicles. Roy, that's an extra 2000 bucks a year. Who's got 3100 Because after the government finishes taxing you, who can go to their boss and ask for another 10 15% increase in prices? So don't be surprised when we start to see wages trying to match these energy surge price surges, which, of course, are going to make their way through at the plenum of the economy. What you buy, even at the grocery store, is going to be uh, prices are going up, and they'll be affected by the carbon tax because, as we heard from Ron Foxcroft yesterday, the massive amount of money it costs to fuel the trucks. Ultimately, eventually, the the transportation companies are going to have to start to pass on a fuel surcharge yep. to the retailer who's going to do what? Pass it on to the consumer. So we're paying more of the pump and we'll pay more for the stuff that we're buying at the store for the same reason, carbon tax. Roy, if we had two pipelines working today that the Trudeau government didn't kill, you'd have two million barrels going to global markets. You would drop the price of oil by about 10 to $20 a barrel. That would save every Canadian about 20 cents. And here's the kicker. It would also increase the value of the Canadian dollar back to where it was in the good old days of being the petrodollar. We'd be saving 55 cents a litre. You and I might not even be having this discussion. I have to ask you this question before we take the break. Mm -hmm. Then we'll take some calls for you. You're very familiar with Paul Martin. You're a friend of Paul Martin's. You work together in Parliament. Mm -hmm. Um, Paul Martin was a very efficient, very effective liberal cabinet minister, finance minister. Would Paul Martin be doing this? I don't think so. He'd be asking Dan McTagg and others in the caucus to what, uh, which way ahead. He'd be saying, we need to find a rebate for Canadians uh, to get some of this HST, GST money the governments are, you know, basically pilfering from the, from the Canadian public. Remember, that 75 cent a litre year-over-year increase on HST alone in the province of Ontario means the federal provincial government's got a few billion bucks to throw around. Obviously, uh, you know, it's not going back to Canadians. It should, and that's something Martin would have pursued. In fact, I've got proof that he did, because uh, you and I talked about this 22 years ago when uh, an enterprising MP asked the finance minister that they'd do that, and he did just that. So, yes, I think Martin would say, uh, you're going to destroy the, you know, the consumers and our ability to get make ends meet in this country, uh, full stop. All right, let me see. Uh, let's talk to Dave, who's in British Columbia, a beautiful place known as Fanny Bay. I know where you are, Dave. I know where you are, Dave. Hey, Dave. Uh, uh, thanks, Roy. Thanks, Dan. Um, Dan, if uh, if we actually were self-sufficient in Canada, i.e., got uh, energy east through, do you feel? Do you think that there would be a possibility that we could have uh, stable prices? And and to you, Roy, maybe you could ask uh, one of those polling companies to uh, do a opinion poll in Quebec and see what the people of Quebec really feel about uh, about uh, energy east pipeline. <laughs> 
Oh, I, look, I can tell you right now, the Montreal Economic Institute does these polling, uh, has these polls on a regular basis, and they consistently for years have found Quebecers want the pipelines, they want the oil delivered by pipeline, and they want it from Western Canada. That's the average Quebecer, not the Quebec government, but the average Quebecer. Dan, what about the question for Dave? Uh, Dave, look, um, and Roy, by the way, uh, average price Eastern Canada, 228 for diesel, uh, British Columbia, 225 uh, and, of course, only the prairies are down in the 160, 180, okay. 190 range. So, uh, but Dave, listen, uh, if we had the Trans Mountain Pipeline pushing out the 800,000 barrels, it was designed to do without exposing the public to all sorts of uh, li- the financial liabilities because of all the protests and your premier you know, using every tool in the toolbox to stop this thing. Had we had Northern Gateway and had we had uh, Energy East already flowing, you would see two things. One, the Canadian dollar would save you, would, uh, would be back to par saving you 30 cents a liter and of course it would help diminish the price of oil putin wouldn't have his stranglehold over uh, ukraine i would expect uh, that would alone would probably save you about 50 maybe even 60 cents a liter okay dan hold on a second i've got bruce on from toronto who's asking a question that relates to what you've just uh, talked about bruce go ahead please thanks for the call sir well, hello i wanted to ask Anna uh, where we would be if the keystone xl pipeline hadn't been shut gay one of the button presidency. What's going to happen if uh, Line 5 gets shut down, Gretchen Whitmer gets her way, that supplies about 55% of oil and gas to southwestern Ontario. And how much does this have to do with uh, the Green New Deal now renamed the Build Back Better slash Great Reset plan that Klaus Schwab talks about in his book that Jason Kenney says he's got a copy of, uh, along with many other world leaders? All right, Bruce, you're on uh, on a mobile phone. I thank you for the call. I'm going to put you, uh, ask you to listen off uh, off air because I can't have you both on mobile phones. You'll sort of feed into each other. Dan, what about what uh, Bruce just asked? Well, Keystone would have given uh, 900,000 barrels to the United States. Uh, that's a little bit more than what they're importing still from Russia, 800,000 barrels a day, shamefully. Uh, so when you hear Californians talking about our oil sands, remind them, uh, I'll take the oil sands any day over the fact that they're re- more reliant on Russian oil. That aside... If we uh, look at the line five, uh, the attempt by uh, the uh, the state governor, Democratic uh, noted state governor and her attorney general, uh, Dana Nessel, to shut down that pipeline, that would, uh, yeah, that would deliver about a 60 percent decrease in our oil necessary to run our economy here in Ontario. And it would also extend to propane uh, for the upper peninsula of Michigan, for all of Ontario, and yes, for Quebec. So we would be in a pickle, the likes of which we have never seen before. And it's one of the reasons why I think at the last second, the Trudeau government really smartened up because they realized it would even shut down his ability to fly around the world. I'm going to squeeze in one more call here. Hmm. And uh, Daryl's calling from uh, New Brunswick. How are you, Daryl? I'm doing pretty good, Roy. And hopefully Dan is doing well. Hey, Daryl. Um, I'm just calling uh, reference the uh, diesel price here. The other day hit uh, 268. There you go. And uh, being out in uh, previous oil field experience as well, um, they could use the energy out here and even ship it out offshore. Where Daryl is from, uh, Roy, we shut down three refineries. The two in Philadelphia area, PES, PBF, uh, are partially shut down, and the Come By Chance refinery, which you and I helped save back in 1999. Uh, we've painted ourselves into a corner, and it's a serious one. Canada has the solution. We've decided not to be part of it. The rest of the world is scratching its head, wondering why. Daryl's exactly spot on. 270 a litre for, uh, for diesel in many parts of Atlantic Canada right now. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, 
Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.